Hey everybody. We also don't count the Fraser case. I'm Mike. I'm That's Tommy. Tommy. It's Kevin. And we're here. That's well, okay. first of all, we're gonna go back to our last episode. We're still in a beef. Not just because a week passed does not mean that we're not in a beef with New York Times. We're still going. So if you're on Twitter, tweet at them, get mad at them. They they refuse to acknowledge us, which I mean, I feel like that's pretty like I did that in third grade, the silent treatment. Like maybe they like us. Just oh yeah, just amateur hour over there. But anyway, we got to move on with our lives just because New York Times is being a little babies about it. So, Tommy, what's our topic today? Uh, Gordon Bombay as a lawyer. That's correct. We see Gordon starts as a lawyer, obviously, and. We see him doing some work in the courtroom. He goes and he's talking to his, well, he's, first of all, he's accusing some old guy of some greed and that's how his client's getting off or something like that. And then the judge asks them to approach the bench. Gordon goes over, talks to his client. He's like, I'm not really saying anything to you. I just want to make him mad. And then he comes up and he just schools the judge. Now, does Gordon... Is he just a good lawyer, or is he playing kind of dirty there? Because there's some accu- accu- accusations I think, from the prosecutor uh, after that. It's kind of dirty. I mean, don't they kind of go? Yeah, hand yeah, in they hand? go hand in hand. You know, it's, he's got the gamesmanship, and you know, you got to play dirty to win. And uh, that's definitely reflected in his coaching at the beginning. That's true. I mean, at one point he insults Frank. Huddy. Frankie boy. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, nice tie, Frank," something like that. So, I mean... Now that's a little dirty. Yeah, is there... That was uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, making fun of the guy's tie. His kids probably got him that. Yeah, but, I mean, where, I guess, where does, like, just the good lawyering and the bad moral code, like, stop and start? I think we need to back up a little bit. Okay. And... Talk about his childhood. And... <laughs> Not necessarily, but he does have that mentality of always win, which we see in his lawyering. And then, you know, him, I guess, missing that uh, that penalty shot with the Hawks, that probably had a huge effect on his adult life. Never wanted to lose ever yeah, again. Yeah, never wanted to lose ever again. And so it's win at all costs. And so that's the kind of mentality he has as a lawyer, which can be good if you kind of, you know, stray some of those moral, you know, grounds. And And so I think he's a good lawyer, really. Yeah, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding, so they say, you know, his record, he's nearly undefeated, uh, if you if you don't count the Frazier case. Which we don't. Yeah. We so, don't count that. Why? Because I mean, he scored with the court reporter. Yeah, that's true. She had an uh, intelligent body. I guess well, I guess what I would ask is, does it does it really matter? I mean, if he's winning, he's winning. Well, what I, difference does it make? I mean, I just in terms of being like a good person, I guess. You know, I well, that's walk- not his goal. His goal isn't to be a good person. And we find this out rather quickly about him. That's true, but I feel like, all right, fine. I'll just put that on the table for now. No, no, don't get me wrong. You know, it's it's not right what he's doing. But, I mean, he's winning cases, which is what he's hired to do. So he's doing his job very well, but at what cost? He's Well, he's doing it within the law, obviously. I mean, well, he's sure. Maybe a little shady about it, but, I mean, that happens every day. But he does burn a lot of bridges. That's the problem. Well, yeah, that comes back. Okay. Well, first of all, we'll get back to that in a second. He goes up, and at that meeting at the bench, he cites Minneapolis v. Higgins. Could not find any record of that court case. He's just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it worked, because 
apparently Judge Weathers was overruled in that case. But so when Gordon gets the DUI, prosecutor Frankie Boy is like, "Oh, we do wi- we wish not to like have a plea bargain at this time." And I mean, which is I was because it's Gordon, you know. I feel like if this is anyone else, they just take the plea bargain and they don't want to deal with it. So I mean, is that again? That's like within the law, but is that kind of like morally okay that this guy has got like a personal kind of vendetta, and he's going after Gordon because of just the just because Gordon's kind of a dick? It's absolutely okay because it's within the law. It's also and it's um if you looked when the judge was reading like the rap sheet basically. All these different offenses, and I and it's almost like that would be a good case for like an assistant DA to kind of make a point against drunk driving. You've got this high, you know, high-priced corporate lawyer who like doesn't really give a shit and just is always about winning, and he kind of does what he wants, which is includes drinking and driving with a like an open container, as he says. Yeah. And he's got this long rap sheet, and I think um, that court reporter. That he hooked up with, he probably never called her again, right? It's true. Yeah. And she would definitely like, let's say they they didn't throw the book at him, she would probably tear them apart. Mm. And so now she's probably playing it up too. So I think there's a lot of different things like going into like just getting Gordon. So his just one mentality is really coming back to bite him because of the things he did. You know, the court reporter. You know, basically technically playing by the rules when it comes to the law, but still doing you know some underhanded tactics, and that's really coming back to bite him. Yeah, he did have 12 moving violations in three years. The judge was like, how do you still have a license? So he probably, it's a good point. He's, he a, probably, he's a fast-talking lawyer. Yeah, he probably kind of got by when other people didn't get by, and then it's coming back to bite him. He probably made up a lot of precedent, you know, Minnesota v. Higgins. He probably That's his go-to line, probably. <laughs> Just works every time. But we get in it, and Gordon's got DUI, and then Ducksworth, Cuts like this kind of backhanded deal with the judge to get Gordon off, basically with community service. And That's a sweet deal, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his license does get suspended, so. So, Ducksworth's like, I will not have you dragging this firm's name down in the mud. Smart business move, on Ducksworth's part. Do you think? <laughs> I feel like, like Gordon's a good lawyer, but I don't know if he's like super famous. Like, I don't know how many. I feel like he's valuable to the firm. I think he would also be kind of a press whore. Really? Like, obviously, he sleeps with the press. But also, you know, he's got the, the great hair. He probably has expensive suits. You know, he's, he's got the, you know, he craves the spotlight. And I think he always kind of has. And so he's the one who, like, whenever he's got, a, like, a, like, a high-profile client, he's calling the reporters and saying, hey, this is going to happen. Like, he's the one giving tips. And so I bet you he has some good relationships with some reporters. So he, so you're saying that if it was like any other lawyer, the press wouldn't really care, but because it's Gordon, then it's going to hurt the company. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's think, how Ducks were seeing it. I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily dependent on Gordon, but any, I mean, he's a pretty, I, I, I don't know about high level attorney in the company, but any any bad press for the company is bad for the company. Period. So that's true. he just he wants it to go away as quietly as possible. Little did he know that he was going to spur the greatest hockey, you know, team of all time. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I just don't, I guess my point is I don't think that a lawyer getting a DUI would, like, make waves. 
in the press and really hurt the company that much. That's why I think they're really trying to throw the, like, they're going to create press for this. You know, the DA is going to be like, hey, I'm going to give you, like, all kinds of info, like, to the court reporter who was probably spurned. And so I'm going to give you all this information. And then okay. Ducksworth, you know, he's a smart guy, obviously. He recognizes this, that we need to, you know, nip this in the bud. You know, so he cuts a deal with the judge and, you know, he probably does something to the, the court reporters like, hey, you're sleeping with your sources. You know, I could let that uh, go around. And so he probably kills all of this. He probably kills all the publicity just by giving Gordon this, you know, leave of absence. And is it a paid leave of absence? Yeah, That's he a gets, gig, really. Well, yeah, that was going to be my next point. Gordon gets a leave of absence, a driver, and full salary and Ducksworth basically t- says I mean I'm assuming Ducksworth makes him coach hockey to learn about this like being a part of the team I, I don't think that's what like any courts picked a guy who just got a DUI in charge of kids <laughs> that's, that doesn't really make yeah. a lot of sense. so in effect Ducksworth has made Gordon Bombay the richest youth coach in history probably yeah I mean well how much is Gordon plus he can, pulling in? Plus he can party as much as he wants to because he has a driver. And he doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to worry about driving. Exactly. But, I mean, how much is Gordon pulling in? You think, like, okay, we assume this is in 1992. The The documentary took place in 1992. Yeah. So he lost. He missed the penalty shot in 1973. So we assume he's 29. And assume college law school. Yeah, he's probably like fresh out of. He's like a hotshot lawyer, you know. This is probably his. He was probably aggressively recruited by Ducksworth, and yeah. so he's their young guy that they're grooming. That's why they want to like keep him on and everything. Yeah. So, but he's he's you assume college goes till he's twenty two, mm-hmm. then twenty five, then he's twenty nine. So he's only out, he's only out like four years. But there could be some time in between where he took off school to play hockey. We don't know. But so we're looking at like a four-year veteran, basically. How much is he realistically pulling in at this point? At a big firm, the way that they treat him, I mean, he's making six figures. Yeah, well, maybe not quite six figures, but it's got to be up there. Um, And it it also depends on how large the firm actually is. I mean, a Minnesota firm or Minneapolis firm, I don't know. I mean, if it were Chicago, New York, D.C., LA, it, I would maybe six figures, but it's high high fives if if not six figures. Okay, and Ducksworth has basically paid that to keep him away from hurting the firm, which means like how much Ducksworth has got to be rolling in. Also, I I've, and I've said this before that would never happen. Like oh, that would never happen. Yeah. That would never happen. Like. Ducksworth telling him that he needs to slow down and take a break. That's not how it works. Like they want their lawyers to go, 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 and make as much money as possible. Their their personal lives be damned. This is like a, a, a maybe Ducksworth had an epiphany. Mm. Well, okay. So is Ducksworth? Does, did he have an epiphany? Is he paranoid about like how much is this gonna hurt the company, or is he just like a super super nice guy? Well, but but then he kind of. You know, he's not really a super, super nice guy later. So, I mean, I think that's kind of out the window. He's kind of a dick later on. I, I mean, think I think it really comes down to what he sees in Gordon. And, you know, Kevin's right. You know, the, the company just want you know, win, make as much money as possible, win as much as possible for your clients, whatever. But he knows Gordon is essentially his hotshot up-and-comer. And, you know, they've invested a lot in him, I bet. 
and so they want him to keep him around. And maybe he's saying, okay, he recognizes that these 12 moving violations in three years, something bad is going to happen with Gordon. And he thinks that maybe if he gives him this kind of like touch of humanity, he'd become even better. Because they are, I think, grooming him to you know, be that the face of the law firm, perhaps, be a partner one day. And you got to be able to say, oh, see, we give back to the community also. Like, look at Gordon Bombay. He's, he's coached this hockey team, and, you know, he, uh, you know, he righted his ship, and, you know, that's, that's what we're about. And so I think it's, uh, it's a pretty savvy move. Like, it's, it's risky, but, I mean, as we can tell, the, the firm is, is pretty big, so they can afford to make that risk. Okay. Now, Ducksworth also donates $15,000 worth of equipment for him. So, I mean— Tax write-off, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But still money. Still, like, legitimate money going— like passing through people's hands. So, I mean, I think is that another situation of like trying to get good press or is that Ducksworth helping Gordon out? Just? I think that's all about, well, I mean, I guess it kind of helps both. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it does a solid for Gordon. And Gordon also sweet talks his way into the money. Yeah. You know, he convinces Ducksworth to do it. But, I mean, it, yeah, it's a nice press Nice press move on his part. And, yeah, you, know, you sponsor a so. kid's hockey team. It's like, and of course they get the jersey. So you bring your clients in. It's like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, this is this you know inner city hockey team that that we uh, we sponsor. It's like, oh, that's nice. This is you know I want these guys on my side because they they understand you know where I'm from. Whatever. Plus, if you really think about it, he later on can say that he's responsible for a professional hockey team. That's true. That's, that's true. Point. I don't think he. You think he saw that far ahead? Maybe. You know, he's a, he's calculated risks. You know, he's. I mean, so in most cases, when you sponsor a team, they're either like legitimately like named after you, or they have like Chico's Bell Bonds. Yeah, they have, <laughs> exactly. Or they have like the name on the back of the jersey yeah, or something. Yeah. There's nothing there with the Ducks. It's just the Ducks, which is kind of Ducks worth savoring and growth, like, but it's not really. So, I mean, is Ducks worth pissed about that? I don't think so. No. And also, I think they have a lot of money. He's able to just like kind of toss them fifteen grand. Yeah. Like, I don't think he really did need that much convincing from okay. Gordon. Now, I want to float a theory out. So, we've spoken at length about Hans. And how Hans is running this this league, and he may or may not have kind of shuffled the deck and got Gordon helped Gordon out. Help the league because he needed the D5 team to kind of have a resurgence. Is there any connection? Does Ducksworth have any connection with Hans in making this whole thing happen? Do we think that Ducksworth, his firm, represents yes. Hans? Because oh, you, you know he's got a lawyer. You know he's got suits. <laughs> yeah. And um, Hans so is obviously in all kinds of... behind closed doors Yeah. to get Gordo in on this. Okay, so Hans is still running everything. Uh, yes. Uh, such a mastermind, Hans. And when you think about it, maybe Ducksworth is, too. I, mean, I think maybe Ducksworth is just a pawn. And Hans probably lets Ducksworth think he's running the show, but he's, a, he's not really. And I bet you Hans like kind of calculates the whole Adam Banks thing, whatever. Because remember, they, Hans is the one who says they redrew the districts. Yeah. And he knows that Gordon is going to like clash with Ducksworth. And so he's able to kind of free Gordon from the law firm. So he knows all of this well in advance. Yes. He's such a genius. He is. He huh. mastermind. Okay, now Gordon seems like he gives up lawyering. He goes and coaches the Junior Goodwill Games team and then becomes director of player personnel. But he seems he gets kind of the passion back when he fights for the Ducks' spots at Eden Hall. 
does Gordon come back to being a lawyer at any point, or does he? I feel like he could make a bunch of money being a lawyer, much more money being a lawyer than the director of player personnel at Junior Goodwill Games, which is where we leave off with him. I, I mean, maybe uh, maybe he gets pulled back into the loop. Maybe there's a class action concussion lawsuit at some point. And, oh. You know, he gets involved in that. Uh, you know, I, I, could, I could see if it's tied to hockey, him jumping back into the fray. It wouldn't surprise me if even, even he became like an agent or something. Yeah, that's true. He's got the he law degree. At it. And he knows hockey. He obviously has these ties. Mike Madonna remembers him or something, whatever. Or <laughs> Basil. Basil McRae, Mike Madonna. I mean, they need agents. <laughs> There's two right there. Yeah, and of course Adam Banks. That's yeah, true. superstar. Yeah. Oh, does Gordon? Is Gordon kind of? Does he see that? Is he planting the seed? Yeah, early? is he planting the <laughs> seed to be? <laughs> He's hitching his, his star to Banks' wagon. I don't know. I mean, because in this in in D two, once they go over the Captain Death nonsense, he really does seem to care about Adam. Like he tells him he's not going to play until the pain's well, of over. Of course whatever. he does. It's his meal ticket. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want him to get hurt until, so he doesn't, you know, exactly. ruin it. That's a good point. Yeah. I like that. I like that thought of him being an agent. Yeah. I mean, like, there's some semi-shady stuff that goes down because you're not allowed to have agents until you declare for the draft, but you have, quote-unquote, advisors who are basically just agents, but they don't get paid until you get drafted or you sign your pro contract. So Gordon might be in that kind of loop there. Well, but at that point too, like okay, say after you know he he hooks he hooks him up at Eden Hall, you know, and gets their scholarships back, um, and then he kind of goes away for a while and starts building his client base, and then once Banks hits the pros, I mean, he has a foot in the door already there, so he doesn't even really need to be in that advisor role for him because he already has a personal relationship with him. Also, he's I guess what the director of personnel for the Goodwill Games. Yeah, he's seeing all kinds of hockey talent. Oh, great. That's true. All kinds of athletic talent, really. So, yeah. I bet you one day he just kind of quits and becomes an agent, whatever, gets his... Breaks out I guess you have to some kind of license, calls up all those kids, and he's getting 5% from all of them. Mm-hmm. He's rolling. Really a genius move by Gordon to become the director of player personnel for the Junior Goodwill Games. You can Na- see them all. I never even thought of the that. Name of the agency, Duck Nation. <laughs> like Rock Nation. Nice. Jay Z before Jay Z even knew he was Jay Z. Wow. One I bet agent. you Jay Z was inspired by Gordon, actually. Jay Z, if you're out there, give us a call. Yeah. You can at, open invitation to come on the pod anytime, anywhere. We'll go as long as you pay for our flights. <laughs> uh so Gordon as a lawyer. Now he's got an assistant. He's got Jane. He's got everybody. Hang on, quick sidebar. How many assistants do you think he's gone through? Oh, yeah, I'm tons. Probably all uh, young women, yeah. 20-something. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting at. All right, continue. Yeah, so I, I was just going to speak about like the work relationship. Do, do oh, yeah. Gordon's assistants like him? What, what's well, they kind liked of the... him before they slept with him. <laughs> they, they, uh, they know that they can probably further their career by working for Gordon, if you know what I mean. Wow. So... So the, okay, so you think their assistants know what they're in for when they come in, and they're just doing it to get they, ahead. They, they could also be essentially very attracted to Gordon. I mean, he's a young lawyer; he's a hot shot. He, he's, you know, obviously he's making a lot of money, and he's a good lawyer. And you know, people probably want to be around him. I think. 
does it hurt him like after you know when he moves on from one assistant to the next and the other assistant's like still wait do you mean like personally yeah no no like perfect okay like because he obviously has a bunch of assistants doing his research and stuff so if he goes to assistant one and then goes to assistant she has a name (laughs) jane okay jane Okay, so he goes on to Jane, then moves on to Jane personally, but Jane's still working, doing research for him. Does that hurt? Because obviously Jane's probably not going to like that. Is that going to hurt Gordon professionally in terms of his winning streak and things like that because Jane doesn't like him anymore, basically? No, because Jane has to do her job, otherwise she gets fired. I also look at uh, the firm really as kind of like a boys club. Yeah. I really think they might be a little bit behind the times. In the early 90s, big law firm like that, I mean, you know, Gordon's their hot shot. They, maybe, you know, maybe they really kind of do, you know, have this, like, chauvinistic array about them. Interesting. And so, like, any of Gordon's, like, conquests and, like, I'm sure it would be an HR nightmare, but I'm sure they've got all kinds of, like, money they throw around. and Yeah, promotions to give. You yeah. Know. Okay. Now. Hans we, is obviously behind it yeah. all. <laughs> we know... It's called Ducksworth, Saver, and Gross. We never see Saver and Gross. Is Are they kind of like lower than Ducksworth, or is it just like a, a department or a division we don't see? I think see? they're definitely lower. I mean, or Ducksworth. they might even be gone at that point. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, they might have been um, taken care of, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> Hans. Yeah. So it. Ducksworth is, is the guy. He's, the, he's probably the managing partner. Okay. So when Gordon goes and he leaves... And he becomes director of player personnel. We talked about Ducksworth grooming Gordon to kind of run, take over, be the next generation. What is Ducksworth's kind of reaction to Gordon leaving the law firm? I guess he fires him, though. So how do we rectify that kind of uh, difference there? Well, I, I think maybe he started out with the intention of, you know, of, you know, giving him a break or whatever to, to you know, kind of, get him back but then he realizes it's gone too far and he can't he can't salvage the situation so then he fires him either that or maybe hans planted that in his ear so that he could get gordo to keep going okay. and keep building the hockey empire so that might have been part of it too but. yeah i imagine do you think hans is the one who tipped off um mr banks like hey you should go talk to ducksworth about uh about getting these uh these lines taken care of knowing that gordon would fight against it and knowing then that Ducksworth, you know, in a, in a fit of rage, would fire Gordon on the spot over a bunch of kids. That is a great point because who knew that Banks's or that Gordon's job was working for Ducksworth? Like, I mean, the Banks wouldn't know that. I guess Riley could like look into the background. I mean, it, this is like pre-internet, so like you can't really like just Google Gordon Bombay there. So Han sets this whole thing up, and then basically frees Gordon from Ducksworth. But Ducksworth is working with Hans. I think we established that. Mm -hmm. So Ducksworth is going to go to Hans and like, I just had to fire my best dude. And how does Hans deal with that? And how does Ducksworth deal with that in terms of like the firm? Well, if Hans Hans deals with it because he planted the seed to begin with. So Hans is cool with it. But how how does Hans deal with Ducksworth being mad at Hans? Hmm. Wait, Ducksworth... So you think Ducksworth, Ducksworth doesn't realize that Hans planted the seed, though? So you think Ducksworth is mad at Hans because he had to fire Gordon? Yeah, Han, Hans is a schemer. 
Well, I think Duxworth sees. I think Duxworth's a smart guy. I think Duxworth kind of sees. But Hans is a he genius. Had, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think Duxworth at least accuses Hans of some of meddling with but, Gordon. But Duxworth knows how valuable Hans is to him. Hans is more important to Duxworth than Gordo is to Duxworth. Oh, as a from a client's because yeah, this is just a minor. Million. This is a minor setback for yeah. for Duxworth. Really, we'll just get some other hotshot kid out of yeah. Yale or Harvard or wherever. Yeah. Okay, so Duxworth just kind of uh, takes the lesser of yeah. the two. I can imagine though back. Duxworth potentially saying, "I'm going to get at Hans," and maybe that's why Hans has to go into hiding. But eventually, obviously, he uh, he comes back and you know shows that Duxworth would be highly illegal. Oh, I'm off. That'd be bold on Duxworth's part. Well, of course it's all illegal, but it, I mean, he it's, uh, license. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that he's done that would, uh, lead <laughs> to that. Okay. So you're saying Duxworth has kind of, maybe he has some kind of vendetta against Hans now. And maybe that's what Hans wanted all along. He thought maybe Duxworth is getting a little bit too big. He's getting a little too greedy. He keeps asking for more money from me to settle my affairs. Interesting. And so he's probably planning to go away for a little bit. And so this is a way for him to kind of, Sever tie. He knows that putting Gordon in that firm will eventually help sever ties, things like that. Okay. And so Duxworth has like a, a another side to him that we don't see. And Absolutely. That- the The fact that he fires Gordon quote over a bunch of kids. It's like, what's what's wrong with you? This yeah. means you know nothing in the grand scheme of things. You're you're getting rid of your 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 prized recruit, your five star recruit over like nothing over getting drunk. Yeah. Stealing some crab legs. So you know, some crab legs. Yeah, you don't fire him. You don't cut him. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good point because Duxworth invested a lot in Gordon. Even after the DUI, just the driver, the full salary, and the, the money for the kids. And then he flips around and fires him right away, basically, for very little reason. But he's trying to protect his friendship with Riley and Banks. So is there something going on with between them that is more important to Duxworth? Well, we've talked a lot about how like this league and everything. So I'm wondering if Duxworth has been kind of in on this, in on the take for a long time. And so maybe, you know, Riley and the Hawks winning is so super beneficial to to Duxworth mm-hmm. somehow. I imagine, you know, Duxworth maybe he has like maybe he's not just into, you know, doesn't ha- just have the law firm. Maybe he's got, you know, kind of his his finger in a lot of pots. He's got you know money all over town, investing in, in places, and and this league is such a huge front for it. He can't afford the Hawks uh, to not win every year. And he also might be doing it thinking that he's helping Hans in doing so. Uh, you know, he might think that the Hawks are more valuable to Hans. You know, without without mm-hmm. maybe he didn't speak with Hans. Yeah, maybe he doesn't realize that the Ducks are that Hans okay, is behind the exactly. Ducks because Hans is very smart. He's not going to let everyone know about his plans. Maybe a little miscommunication there between he and Hans. Yeah, he probably thinks that he needs to do the right thing by firing Gordon that way the the Ducks won't win. Okay. Now, is there any part that basically forces Ducksworth's hand by Gordon saying like, "Are you prepared to fire me over a bunch of kids?" Like, did Ducksworth think like, "I'm going to give this threat and then Gordon's going to realize like he's giving up?" a six-figure salary, basically, and going to come back. And then Gordon basically calls him out, and then he's pushed into a situation where he has no choice. So you think Duxworth didn't actually want to fire him? Yeah, I think he kind of made this like threat, like, come on, Gordon, do you want to lose your job? And Gordon's like, fucking do it. And 
Dr. Worth, like had no choice, basically. You can't show weakness. Yeah. And if you didn't realize that 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 was going to happen, then that was very short-sighted on Duxworth's part, doing that to such a hot-headed... Yeah, he knows Gordon. All he wants to do is win. That's a good point. Like, he knows Gordon. Yeah, he's not going to back down. Okay. Perhaps maybe all of this is just, like, um, Duxworth kind of losing it. Like, he gives Gordon this sweet gig when he should have been fired, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't want that image for your law firm. And then, he, you know, a few months later, he goes and essentially fires him over something much less egregious, which isn't egregious at all. He was simply playing by the rules. So he, Gordon breaks the law. He, he gets this cushy deal. And then he, you know, essentially enforces, you know, a technicality, and he gets fired. And so maybe Duxworth is just kind of losing a little bit. His life is kind of crumbling around him. Or he realizes that he made a mistake in the first part, in the, you know, in the fir- at the first, you know, onset of problems, realizes that he should have fired Gordon. And now he's looking to basically right that wrong. I, I I I prefer the life crumbling theory, but that could be a possibility as well. Okay, so I mean we established Gordon goes on becomes agent becomes real big. What happens to Ducksworth? Suicide. Oh, <laughs> damn. Or he retires. I don't know. <laughs> Either or. I mean he he probably just keeps on trying. I mean he's already pretty old. I mean, he's he looks like he's, you know, I mean, maybe near retirement, you know, within a decade or so. And he's wealthy enough. He can yeah, retire early. He can just go and live on the beach somewhere and just kind of goes away and maybe, you know, continues to represent Hans and, you know, keeps getting paid, whatever. I don't know. I, I think he just kind of goes away. Okay. I don't think he really This probably does a number on him, just realizing yeah. like, wow, he, you know, I fired this guy over a bunch of kids. Maybe he took a step back and was like, "I need to get out of the game." Yeah. And maybe that was Hans's. Uh, maybe that was Hans's plan all along. He he wanted Duck Duckworth out. Maybe okay. he thought that something bad was going to happen. So Hans goes away because he thinks Duckworth's coming after him. Duckworth like try does Duckworth try to like get after Hans, or does he just realize so. this isn't like? Maybe he's so um, furious that he realizes this isn't worth it. I think Duckworth just goes away. Yeah, he just gets out of the game. Is Hans cool with that? I think so. I think he trusts Ducksworth enough to... Either that or he put the fear of God into Ducksworth. Oh, yeah. and got him out of the game. Yeah. Interesting. A lot to think about there. And after you think about it, you can tell us what you think. Quackatech.com. Or on Twitter, at QuackatechPod. We're picking up a few new followers today. This is Today is Tuesday right now. You're listening on Wednesday, though. Or later than that, even. Who knows? Could be Friday. Uh, and then iTunes, obviously. Five stars. Give us a review. And, you know, say what up. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>